Steve. And I'm Butch. And welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. How is everybody doing? I know it's been a minute since we've had an episode out. I've I've been living life. I have been, let's be honest, I have been playing Tears of the Kingdom for the last three weeks. Uh, pretty much every day, all day. Uh, I, I just now got to what I feel is the final mission. It's called Find Ganondorf or Destroy Ganondorf. Ganondorf is in the title of the final mission, what I'm assuming is the final main mission. Uh, so many side quests, so many side stories, so, so, so many shrine missions. This game is extensive at all. Butcher, are you playing uh, Link, Link at all? I am not, though we do own it. I am on a deadline right now, so I don't know when I'm going to get into it. I'm trying to do the adult thing. No, I feel I you. I have to be my own adult, which is such <laughs> bullshit, but... I guess isn't it isn't it you just the parents when they are just the just knock out like, this article Go. just knock out this article and then you can play all tears of the kingdom that you want but you have to do the article because you want to do the article and the article pays you money that see and that's where it all comes down to it is what pays you the money um butch we are so happy to have you uh back on the show i'm sure that you just finished watching another uh viewing of de la soul uh or summer of soul I mean, it has been a couple weeks, and I do think about it all the time. <laughs> However, I would like to say to anybody who is a longtime viewer or listener of this podcast, you know, when I come on, I'm only talking about bangers. That's right. At banger after banger. I, I demand at least banger. a best picture candidate or I don't come on the show. That's, That's right. right. All right. Well, we're going to start off the show real fast. We got some great birthdays. I want to see how you're going to fare on this one. I'm going to name the actor or actress. If you don't happen to know who they are, I'm more than happy to give you a couple titles that they have been in. Uh, but we're going to start with actress Gina Gershon. And I guess the birthday? Yeah, you, well, you guess her age. Because oh. today is her birthday. Hey! 53. 61. Wow. It's a good guess. How about the... Yeah. The star of Road Trip and the new guy, DJ Qualls. 38. 45. I like how you're undershooting on some of these. How Honestly, about I always undershoot on people's ages. I think that's why a lot of women like me. Probably. It's probably why you hooked your wife. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. How old do you think Elizabeth Hurley is? 56. Oh, that is the closest you have gotten. She is 58. As the closest you have gotten today. How about actor Shane West from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? 37. 45. Uh, we got we got some good ones. I got I got some good ones here on this page. I'm gonna jump ahead just in case uh, I got a better one. Oh, here we go. This is a great one. Jurgen Pronchnow. You know Jurgen? From Beer, Beer Fest and, and Das Boot. Oh, okay. And Beverly Hills Cop 2. He's old. 66. 82. Um, there we go. How about Lily Sabowski? We got Miss Lily Sabowski. 44. Let's see here. My my, It decided to jump ahead here. Hold on a second. We're almost back on the birthdays. I hate my computer. Uh, 40. 
very close. And we're going to end. Hey, hey, we're going to end with a uh, very fucking uh, funny comedian here. A uh, funny fucking guy uh, from uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Mr. Bill Burr. Huh? How do you think fucking Bill Burr's turn today? Oh, uh, is that fucking asshole about there? Yeah, that fucking asshole, Bill Burr. Oh, look at me. I'm here. I'm alive. There's a fucking cake. There's some goddamn candles. This fucking guy. Fuck you. I got seven minutes left. Seven minutes. I hope this whole fucking town dies. One fucking bridge in this town. Oh, well, you know, as somebody who was born in Pittsburgh, by law, I have to love that sketch. <laughs> oh, did that happen in Pittsburgh? No, it happened in Philadelphia or to Phil- Philadelphians. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll say 51. 55. 55. Um, normally, I would do uh, top six in the box office, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and just do top three. Uh, number three, uh, 12 million, The Boogeyman, a movie I do want to check out. Number two, uh, 41 million, The Little Mermaid. And coming in at number one in the box office this week, the movie that we are going to be talking about today, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, coming in at $121 million. Now, I'm going to run over real fast the trailers that I caught. If you remember them, Butch, awesome. If not, no problem. But gotcha. we got Elements, a first official full trailer for Elements, uh, Blue Beetle. The final trailer for The Flash, uh, that Ruby something Teenage Kraken movie, Teenage, oh, yeah. Mutant Nin- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Gran Turismo. Um, Didn't get the turtles, but I think I got the rest. Okay. Of all of those, uh, I'm seeing Flash next week. Uh, I definitely want to see Blue Beetle. I definitely want to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I believe I'm going to end up seeing The Flash at some point in the theaters. The problem with the feeders, of course, as we are about to get into, is I have to go back for a Spider-Verse at least one more time. Two more times. Yeah. And we get into Spider-Verse. Let's okay. So, folks, if you have not seen Across the Spider-Verse and you do not want anything spoiled, stop listening right now. We are going to be talking about everything and every anything, everything, all at once. Spider-Man. All of it. We're talking it. Let's just start with, I was so blown away by this movie. And much like Fast X, spoiler alert, when there's 10 minutes left, I'm like, how, there's like 10 minutes, how are they going to wrap all of this up? Spoiler alert. Oh my God. I'm hoping it's next year. Spider-Man. You're saying next March. Less than a year. That's what they're saying. Holy shit. That is why. I did almost make a joke to this my wife. Is, this is why they like, we stand, if we stay in these seats for like 10 months. Like this is this is this is why they recorded for like two years. Yeah. They were they were recording both movies. They matrixed it, they matrixed it, they they Lord of the Rings it, they back yeah. to the future it. Several uh, people like had like disappointed moans when the to be continued thing happened, but I knew that was happening going in. And also, I kind of feel like that movie just like literally transports you anyway. You literally like forget like the opening piece with Gwen and going into her backstory and what had happened. Twenty was minutes. So good when they did the credits afterwards. I forgot movies had credits. They do, dude. You get twenty minutes. You get this. This not even an opening credit. You go right into the film, basically. 
And then 20 minutes into it, you get the actual opening credits. I love that movies do this nowadays. Like there was another movie that I went and saw that it was like 20 minutes. Oh, it was Babylon. Babylon is like 20 minutes into the movie before you get the opening card. Like, oh, this, the, the, the Gwen story is amazing. My only complaint, and this is the only time I'll say it, my only complaint about going to the movies, we need subtitles. I do not know half of what the British Spider-Man said. Oh. And even, even when I go and catch it the second time, still going to have no idea. I'm going to see if they have that little closed caption machine. I know. It's another reason to own the movie. I'd 100%. I did see a couple interviews where um, Daniel Kalua, who plays Hobie, a.k.a. the Spider-Punk, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Steal Your Girl, except he does, sort of. It'll make sense when you see the movie, kids. But he got to uh, also do like wide swaths of improv. Um, the actual character of Hobie is from the same town Daniel is from. So they let him improvise and play around and like, you know. So he's got just actual British slang just going in there that just only yeah. British people, only British pe people in England are going to watch this and laugh at the, at the, the cracks he's making because they're going to understand him. Yeah. That, the boxes there there there's so much going on and they give boxes for like different spider-mans and things and at one point uh hobie says a british term and then it gives the translation of it in a box yeah they, they had happens, a lot of it happened so fast i literally was reading like like i know it's not barney rubble but like barney rubble is a rhyming translation to and i'm just and then it was gone and i'm like yeah, oh, the what rhyming talking mean? Slang. yeah but they also utilize that several points during the movies like a real comic book style like asterisk like thing like in a bottom right corner and like upper left corner just like blah 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 for episode four and season six woo. and i i love that i love they go into that i love I love the universes we explore. the The fact that there's a a Lego Spider Man verse. Um, when they go into the Venom verse, the the mere fact that they go into the Venom verse, that it's like Miss Chang, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you're you got spots on your face." Oh, and the thing the spot and, she, and, and, and like, the gum the spot takes is Venom Mint. Did not notice that. Did not notice that. And he's just like, for you, it's a Tuesday. I wish he had said Thursday because that would have been a good, a good the day you were here, Yeah. Yeah. A good, a good, a good, uh, uh, Raul Julia reference. Uh, I did want to jump back to uh, Gwen's thing real quick, just to yeah, further yeah. illustrate some, another one of the great things about this movie. I love her. Uh, her background is more like watercolor. Yes. Yes, and it and it literally shifts and like moves around based on like her mood. There are like moments where like she's talking with her dad, and the background background is almost black. There are like happier and more like there's more pinks, there's more purples, there's some whites. Like it's so good, but it's such like a complete tonal shift. Like the universe has been built into its own universe that plays by its own rules, but that informs everything about that universe. Yeah, it's it's the water. The I love the watercolor. I love the different effects that we get throughout the film. The different styles. We start with the watercolor, then we go into to Miles, which is the more digital, like crisp and clean. 
Uh, I had mentioned it to you beforehand, but there were times when we're in Miles' universe that I'm looking around, seeing if I forgot my 3D glasses because it's just so layered Yeah, that it almost has a 3D effect to it. I love that we get the Vulture. They're like the Vulture. And I love the Vulture is one of my favorite villains. My favorite villain from Spider-Man is Kraven the Hunter. I'm really bummed that we haven't really gotten anything Craven at all. Um, I'm half excited for the Craven the Hunter movie that they're making only based on what I've heard about the movie. Um, to have Vulture and then we get this like classic Italian almost Da Vinci-esque. I was going to say like Renaissance era, yeah. Yeah. Um, Vulture. Uh, it's just so the introduction of the 2099 Spider-Man. Oh my God. I just, Oh, and the, and they give you, they give you every Spider-Man that you can, you can think of my, 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 one of my favorite incarnations is in there. Sorry, Butch, go ahead. No. And I was going to say a similar thing happened because it took me in like a couple days thinking about the movie after seeing it to realize like, they do the introduction for Miguel O'Hara, Spider 2099, and it goes into his backstory and why he's so militant about this. And then the next person you meet is Spider-Man India, Prakar Pravaka. I'm saying it wrong. But he's the one who hasn't had the canon event yet. So he's just, everything is fine. I have this cute girlfriend. Look at this. There's a lot of traffic, but everything is fine. I love being Spider-Man. La, la, la. And it's, it's just like and, the direct and, contrast without beating you over the head of sure. like a Spider-Man who's had everything taken away from them versus somebody new who hasn't had the tragedy slash canon event yet. Like, ah, Spider-Man's awesome. And I love I love the actor they got. Uh, I forget his name because uh, I would have misspoken. Karen Sony. Sure, yeah, I, I just know from uh, the Deadpool movies. Deadpool, yeah, he's the cab driver, and one of the uh, great Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, guest appearances as well. Uh, I will be honest with you; I uh, never really watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. I am not uh, a huge Andy Samberg fan. Uh, I love Lonely Island and the stuff that he's done with them, uh, but I've stated on the podcast multiple times. Uh, I walked out of Hot Rod in the theater. Uh, because I thought it was stupid, and this is coming. This is coming from a a twenty something year old stoner that that watches like the dumbest shit ever, and he's doing the the montage in the forest. And I just remember looking at looking leaning forward and looking at my friends and going, "This is fucking stupid." I'm going to Sunshine, and then I got up and went to Sunshine with uh, Killian Murphy and Chris Evans, and it was a much better film. But that's, I mean, that's Brooklyn Nine Nine's fun, but it's a TV show. I, I would watch it. I would watch it. Cast more than it being like an Andy Samberg vehicle. Sure, uh, so. I'm not gonna lie. I love Terry Crews. It's one of the main reasons I would probably watch the show. I think Terry Crews is hilarious. Um, Joe Latruglio is on it. Uh, Chelsea Peretti, Stephanie sure. Beatrice. Oh yeah, huge, huge, great cast. Uh, what Jordan Peele's wife? She's on it, right? Yeah, yeah, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, I don't no. know her actually. I just know where she's And I, uh, I, Andre I, Brower playing a deck, playing both with and against type. But going back to Spider-Man, um they just they give 
so much. I think the only Spider-Man, and you know what, he's probably in there. I wasn't hardcore looking for him, uh, but I don't know if we get the symbiote suit Spider-Man. We don't get like individual time, though I have seen in like a couple of YouTube videos, like when they have the for back, lack of the better, back the back pan of everyone. Yeah. Um, and also the chase scene that results after that. In which it goes like full last 15 minutes of blazing saddles for like an hour and a half. And it's honestly what and it also reminded me of it's a mad, 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 mad world. Okay. But instead of like chasing after the money, all the other spiders are chasing uh, miles. Yeah. I love I love the get Spider-Man and we get the classic. But you know, throughout with hundreds. Oh, with hundreds of with hundreds of them. Um, I love. Get... I also love Miles in the middle of the chase, and they cut away from the chase to like a spider therapist interviewing a Spider Man, and the Spider Man on the couch is talking about his Uncle Ben, and the Spider therapist is like, "Let me guess, he died," and I was just like, "Did you really get to make this movie and make fun of yourself and then relaunch the movie?" It's so. It's so because the moment. The therapist goes, did he die? There's like a beat. And then like Miles bursts in from the side, like 50 spider people, including a spider horse, are chasing him through it. We get a spider horse. We get a spider cat. We get a spider Tyrannosaurus Rex. We got um, Peter Parked car. Oh, God. It's so good. I wish we had gotten more. And I understand like with it, I wish we had at least gotten uh, some Peter Porker. Like I would have liken, uh, liked a little bit more John Mulaney. Um, I know Nick Cage did not come back as uh, as Spider Man Noir for this one. Uh, yeah, I think I, they're gonna have him in for uh, the end for round three. Oh, let's hope for so. the uh, Spider Civil War that's about to happen. I love that we get what what I am uh, is assuming slash hoping Aaron Lewis from the the andrew gar or not the the tom holland as we get donald glover as the prowler yeah which is so good like i love the live action elements that i was just like there's like this. one line between uh donald glover and a uh, daniel kaluuya daniel kaluuya spider punk character and i was like i could have easily watched like a movie on like that was just daniel kaluuya and donald glover and just like Donald Glover outsmarting him and Spider Punk figuring out a way to catch him. I I just love. I, I it's just so it's so good. Just all the the live the way they they use the live action with Donald Glover. The way they bring in Andrew Garfield. The way they bring in Tobey Maguire for those shots. You know, talking about going back to the the Indian Spider Man with the cannon and all of that. And it's funny because when they get to that point, Gwen gets the announcement, like we got a canon moment coming up. And I'm so into the movie, didn't even register in my mind, like canon moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like a canon moment of what makes them them. Like, like the, the, the you know, the defining moment. Everything is done so well. I just... Uh, Each universe, I, like, exists and breathes as its own thing while connecting to everything else. Yes. Um, the elements of, of, oh my gosh, this is, I need to go back and watch it again just because there's, there's literally so much that's happening that, that 
there's so much that happens that I, I should have just taken notes knowing that I was going to talk about this like on the show at some point because uh, it's been like two weeks since it came out. Um, it's so good. Did you catch on at the end to the twist when he was sent when Miles was sent home? I actually did. Um, I happened to see um, they don't focus on it in the movie. But at the time, he jumps into the not a collider to avoid the rest of the Spider Society. You can see it's taking him to Earth forty two and not Earth sixteen ten. But you have to, it, your eye would, you would either have to be looking for it, or you have to be like me and you happen to look at the screen while it was in, sure. like, because it's like prominent enough to be seen by anybody looking, but it's not like beating you over the head. Sure, it's so it's, just, it's, that, it's a nice, it's like, a nice touch. It's a yeah. nice touch that I I didn't notice. But I did not realize Air 42 was Prowler Miles. That was the surprise. I re okay, so I realized that he was on the wrong the wrong in the wrong universe the moment the mom said the moment the mom was like, what are you talking about? Like stop it, like yeah. is this a cosplay? I that's the moment I realized that. I realized that Miles was the Prowler a minute before the reveal. Mm-hmm. Just the the minute the minute the uncle said, "I'm not the Prowler." The minute he said, "I'm not the Prowler," I was like, "Holy fuck, it's Miles!" Yeah, and the cool thing was in that moment where he's talking to his mom right before they have their back and forth. You hear uh, J.K. Simmons' voice doing Jonah Jameson because he's Jonah Jameson all the everywhere. So it's like she's watching the news and you don't see it, but you hear his voice, and he's talking about the Sinister Six, like having a chokehold on crime in the city. Is no one brave enough to stop? You know, and it's like the only way that can be happening is in a world without a Spider-Man. Sure, sure. Uh, In one of the universes that they run through. It's essentially the the I want to say it's the Lego one. It's J.K. Simmons as uh, J. Jonah Jameson for the Daily Bugle, and it's almost the Spider-Man Two set, the Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah. set. Yeah, they did and a they Lego run through, version of the Spider-Man Two, and and they literally it's it's they make almost I want to say a Spider-Man original Spider-Man reference. There are so many good references and jokes that that i was just laughing and popping on um to every just to everything um i i have to see this movie again i have to see luckily like i said i have the amc pass so i'll go see it again in 3d to see how the 3d effect is and then the final time i'll go see it in imax yeah i ended up seeing it in imax for the first time Uh, my wife got us tickets she has one of those deals but for regal we ended up seeing it in imax and since I had not gotten high to watch Into the Spider-Verse the first time, I was like, I'm going to watch the first time Across the Spider-Verse high. I didn't get super high, but I got high enough to feel it. And it occurred to me pretty quickly that it did not matter how high I was going to get because this movie honestly is higher than any human being can be and survive. Even Keith Richards. It's true. It's true. The movie, this movie is just so, it's just so insane. And it's so, it's so great. Um, Because people were kind enough not to spoil it for me, but the free things I heard from people who usually aren't prone to hyperbole 
were um, 50 out of 10. And then um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Daniel Palacio, I believe you know. Yep. Compared it to uh, Empire and Godfather 2. All right. And as, and as somebody who like loved Into the Spider-Verse, it wasn't like I was disbelieving fully, but it was also like 50 out of 10. Like, really? And, and then you go, true, and you're but, just but like, I think it, you might have undersold the 50 out of 10, actually. <laughs> it's now, so now that I've actually so, experienced it and seen the whole thing. And, it's just so amazing. Uh, did you see that thing where some of the uh, animated scenes, like there's an entire scene and it was done by a 14-year-old? Uh, no, did not. No. I'll have to find the uh, link and send it to you, but apparently there's a whole animated series in there. They saw some kid do something online, and they were just well, like, then... we need some, some of that. So some of this is literally, but it also so, explains why the movie feels like the future. They're always going for what's next in animation, up so to and including like the best middle schooler in the country Sure, there was to a like, kid... block out a scene for them. There was a kid that made a Lego trailer for, I want to say this film for when the first trailer came out, there was a kid that made a Lego trailer and they brought him in to, I think, help with the Lego, the Lego scene. So like they definitely went above and beyond like getting fan interaction. Cause I didn't know about the, the 14 year old. I knew about the Lego kid, uh, but I didn't know about, about that. It's exciting. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's saying I definitely got to check out, on my on my next viewing like because yeah, i'm definitely gonna see like, this movie again it's another thing where like the movie rewards you for multiple viewings just because they throw so much at you you obviously can't catch all of it the only thing i will complain about and i know that they're doing their own thing but you have this big colony of spiders and everyone where's madam webb how is madam webb not running the whole thing you, you know what i mean well, I mean, maybe she is. I maybe that's part. We, maybe mean, that's they, part three. They put up the whole web of life, like during the movie. They do, a la Loki, uh, yeah. season one. And, and and I'm like, that's the I'm like, that's the perfect moment where it's just Matt yeah. Webb sitting in a chair in the background, and and they're like, and Peter's asking about that, and then they just so you just you just deflect right on this to something else. Uh, I know Madam Webb is getting her own movie. Uh, live action, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Marvel's got a lot coming out uh, with with every with everything. Yeah, um, we're hearing um, live action Miles. Yeah, I I hear there's going to be a live action uh, my, which I'm. We already have it like into the Spider Verse, which is a Miles Morales movie. We've covered the origins. Um, if we go into a Spider-Man Miles Morales live action, I hope they go more of a Spider-Man homecoming where yeah. we already know the origin story. This is six months, a year into them doing the gimmick, living the life. I, but with that, I I've seen the cast and with that, I see there's there. I want to say there's someone playing Prowler. So if we get this with the Prowler story again. Well, I mean, at least one somebody. Well, we'll see who how it is. Like what the, who knows what the trip is going to entail. And... Oh, sure, sure. Who knows what's going to happen with what. Uh, I will say, uh, def not deflected, just, just talking about something else. Uh, the one thing I'm disappointed with going into Flash, 
uh, is this is technically supposed to be Flashpoint for the for the for Flash and comics. Uh, and and with that, we have Bruce Wayne as Batman, uh, Flashpoint, Thomas Wayne as Batman, uh, Martha Wayne is the Joker uh, because Bruce is the one that was murdered that night instead of Thomas and uh, Martha. Uh, that's my only complaint with that. Uh, we we've covered a lot, a lot with Spider Man. Is there anything else that you you want to talk about before I let you uh, go go to your day, sir? Oh, I I was honestly going to ask you if you can remember what was your favorite joke in the whole movie, because I think like as great as this is, and because like the inclusivity is great, the family story is impactful again. But I think it can get lost, especially because of the depth of the animation yeah. and the layering. Like, this is frequently a very funny movie. They, man, they're, I, it's, okay, so I definitely laughed huge. Uh, I, I got a huge pop from uh, J. Jonah Jameson in, in the Tobey Maguire verse. So I think that was the Lego one. Where he goes through and he's like, oh, God, kidding, this, this, that, that, or some shit like that. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe something uh, that Huddy said. Uh, how about you? Do you remember? Do you remember your? I do remember when Gwen was fighting uh, the Renaissance Vulture. Okay. Voiced by a member of the Lonely Island, by the way. Because I remember I was bringing that up earlier. It's uh, Jorma. Okay. But I do remember they were having like, they're having a fight at the Guggenheim, which adds a layer to the joke because it's a modern art place. So of course somebody from the Renaissance thinks it's garbage, but um, they're having a fight in midair and he's complaining about it. And she was, and he was like, oh, you, he said something a lot. like, oh, you call that art. And she's like, well, we're talking about it, aren't we? I kind of think. Yeah. Like, it's all because it's all perspective. Yeah. I was just like, so you literally, like, it's one of those things where, like, the joke is like a tiramisu. Like, there's it's a very, joke for it's everybody. Very, it's very, and lame. then there's like four other jokes. And if you're nerdy enough to, like, know all the references and stuff, like, you got five jokes at once. Like, I only got that fortunate because I used to be like a uh, security guard at a museum. So I like, I can't like really define things, but I know like a difference of like a modern art thing. So like a Renaissance being like jumping into like the 21st century and being like, this is an art. And also as like a meta commentary, which they also get to have with Miguel about like, because Miles and Gwen and everybody are breaking the canon of like, what is and isn't Spider-Man or person or pig or cat or whatever. Or like, this is an art because this isn't the Peter Parker I grew up on, you know? So it's another which thing. Is, like, which, I, which I love because I see, I see a lot. Uh, I see, I, I love going on Twitter. The, uh, the majority of my time is going on Twitter and dealing with racists, dealing with, with, with just fat headed fucking idiots uh, and the people that I see a lot of, of like Miles Morales isn't my Spider-Man. I've seen it. I've literally seen Miles Morales isn't Spider-Man. And I, I, I'll just go on it. I just troll the shit out of them because I got nothing better to do with my time. Um, but it's, it's, I love the, the, the view of, and not every Spider-Man has to be the same. Not every Spider-Man has to have the same story. Yeah. 
And even with Miguel being the antagonist, if not like the outright heel, by the way, we haven't even talked about the spot, which was phenomenal the way they built him from nothing to like a God tier character. Oh, sure. And still having like the early stuff with a uh, Schwartzman uh, doing the voice and anchoring it. In I, his new greatest comic book supervillain role, having taken a decade and a half to uh, beat Scott Pilgrim and Gideon Graves. But just the idea of like, and I love like some of what the spot is, is also like the rare thing of Miles being in a place of privilege because you can imagine the sort of things that get said to Miles Morales about him being Spider-Man. But at first he dismisses the spot as like a villain of the week. Sure. Which, if you're a serious villain, you can see as it's its own pejorative. <laughs> and that's, and, and there's there, the whole build of him just kind of, they, they start him as a very goofy, almost comical villain of the week. And the more he builds and the more, the more he gets like the more powerful. And I think that he's really going to be like the main antagonist in the net in, in beyond. In the yeah, yeah. In beyond. I in think Prower miles is going to have to do the baby face turn. I do. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be very interesting because in world, uh, what is it? 41, 42. 42 40 is it is it really universe 42 it's the answer to life the universe and everything yeah and it also for somebody in miles's part in miles's spot it also ties back to jackie robinson being the first black baseball player wearing 42 for the brooklyn dodgers copy that copy that um for me i i'd always douglas adams for me oh no i was like for me it's more so douglas adams but seeing him because he's wearing like a, a brooklyn 42 jersey at his uh, dad's promotion party. Okay. But it's also because that universe, because the number does come in later, like we said earlier. Yeah. When he tries um, to get back home and does it. And I was just like, so you literally got to do like Blazing Saddles and you got to do It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World and you got to end it on a quantum leap to Nega Miles. Oh my God. It's so, and what, but what I was saying is, is when we get beyond the Spider-Verse, I'm really hoping we get to actually see the Sinister Six. We have yet yes. to see, we have yet to see a theatrical because we've had the Sinister Six in comic form. Yeah. We've had the Sinister Six in cartoon form on TV, uh, on the Spider-Man animated series. I know we had the Sinister Six there. I want to see the Sinister Six. And, 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 and here's, here's the shit thing about it. They teased it after Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield, which we never got the Sinister Six. And in Spider-Man No Way Home, they give us five. They give us five of the Sinister Six. You couldn't have just thrown in one more person. You know what I mean? You couldn't have thrown in what? Just bring bring Rhino, bring Kraven. There's a handful of other villains that you could have brought in for the Sinister Six. And That's they... And it's it is very true. It is very true. I have I have so much gripes with No Way Home. I love No Way Home, but I'm also wondering like, just like what it's going to look like. 
oh, I just because so far as I'm concerned, these are the people doing like the best visuals in the business. So I I think I think that we are going to get the same level that we are on right now for for across, if not a step up. Yeah. Because everybody was talking about this being a step up for the first movie. And I was like, that seems sort of impossible because the first movie was kind of perfect and great. And then I saw the second one. I was like, oh, this is one uh, of those rare things where everybody is right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I write down, if I hear quotes and I like them, I'll always write them down. I wrote down a, uh, <laughs> I wrote down a line and I'm pretty sure that this is something that Hobby says, uh, Hobie says to uh, Miguel, not every conversation has to make sense. Oh, um, it took on more impact at the end of the movie, but I did like it bookending with Gwen sort of like rage quitting her own band, but then joining Miles at the end to break away from the Spider Society. And she was talking about like, well, I formed my own band. Yeah, it's, it's the... Just the start to the end, everything in between. Like, this whole movie is just, I cannot say so much, so spectacular, so amazing. If you haven't seen it in the theater, go go see it in the theater. See it before it leaves theaters, because uh, it's going to be in there for a while, I'm sure. Uh, as it should be. But yeah, certain, there's like a handful of movies every year that just have to be seen in the theater, and this is definitely high up on them. that list. Yes, absolutely. Um, there's just, I mean... God, there's I feel like there's so much more that that I want once again I want to go see it a second time because like when they're walking when they first get into the to the multi spider verse and we're going through like the hall of villains like there 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 has to be more in there like sure you have a group a group a, a group of prowlers from different different universes but there ha there has to be other villains there has to be later yeah. easter eggs and things that I just Oh, man, I think I'm going to go see IMAX for for the next time. <laughs> and I did love, um, honestly, because I'm a big Scrubs nerd, the contrast between uh, Miguel O'Hara and a Hobie Brown, Spider 2099 and Spider Punk. Mm -hmm. yeah. It honestly reminded me of the first episode of Scrubs where they build Dr. Kelso up as the good guy for 20 minutes and Dr. Cox as the asshole. And you think, oh, this is how the show is going. And then a thing happens, and you're just like, oh, wait, that's oh. a joke, and it's suited as an anti-hero. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I just love Hobie just, like, popping up in these. They do it like a newspaper style. Like, I heard on a YouTube thing they even do his animation offbeat. Each individual part of his animation is offbeat. Okay. Because he's part, but he's not part. Like, yeah, okay. And he was always all, even from the beginning, he was over Miles' shoulder, just like, be sure you know which war you're fighting, like grabbing side pieces to make the thing to help him get out. He teaches him the thing about, like, make sure you use your whole your palm and not just the tips, which helps him break out at the end. So he, like, literally is setting Miles up to, like, break free from the, the whole The whole time. The whole time. In, but, like, in a devil's advocate sort of way. Yeah, like, if Paul like, Heyman was, like, a punk rock baby face. Like, sure, but I mean, even with that, the moment he came in, at no point did I dislike him. At no point did did I think, 
that he that he was nefarious in any way. But that's just me because I love British culture. Like half of the shows that I love are from England. Like yeah, it was just like he was like, um, I don't know if you've the read Pistols. some of the comics he's fucking, that he's punk he's, rock. But like, I don't know if you've read some of the comics or like some of the stuff he's done. But there's a there's a I found this out on a YouTube video because I've been intermittently watching YouTube videos about Across the Spider Verse until I can see it again. Sure. <laughs> uh, so there's President Osborne in one world who has who's controlled by Venom and has like an army. And Hobie Brown literally fights them with like a shit ton of amps stacked sky high and like free and like, you know, free punk chords and a punk army because Venoms are super sensitive to noise. Sure. And there's like a right wing fascist version of Osborne who's like controlled by Venom and is the president. Hobie just kills him with the fucking Joe Strummer axe smash like right across the face. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I was just like, oh, I have to buy all of these then, I guess. I'll just imagine Daniel Kaluuya's voice while I'm reading the comics. <laughs> That's awesome. I Butch, any anything else from the movie that you want to uh you want to touch base on? I mean, it gets there there is really I mean, so there's much, so many but, but I mean in reality it, it it requires a second viewing, if not third, to like really yeah. Take it all in and 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 get it. So um, honestly, it's just like a recapitulation of a thing I thought after uh, Into the Spider Verse, which is like this movie has to serve so many masters, and the fact you get anything good at all, let alone something on this level, is really like hysterically remarkable. And it talks to like the entire small town it must take to pull this off. Oh, huge, it's just huge like the theme. story. The stories are great. The animation feels like the future. You know how you hear like a Missy Elliott song or like Pharrell on the Neptunes or something. You're just like, this sounds like what everybody's going to sound like three years from now, but right sure. now, sure. Like both of these Spider Verse movies have done that. Yeah, this is the future. This is the future of what of what we should be doing with animation, like. What we have is great, but this movie, I just, it's so, it's just, I can't say enough good things about it. And I will say, they, another great thing, they seated Miguel as an antagonist, and the way they did it was to insinuate he doesn't have a sense of humor, which is like verboten for the Spider-Verse. But the closest he comes to humor is Hobie's in the room with him when he's introducing Miles. And he's about to say something to Hobie, and he does the, like, oh, I can't even with you. Hobie's like, I'm not even here, man. But it, that is, that, like, it, is, it is very fun. I can't. That's a very humorous with the I can't. I can't. It's like the most humor you can have for a humorless person. It's like it's like Bobby Heenan with Gorilla Monsoon. Would you stop? Like, I'm not even here, man. <laughs> Man, I I love I love this. And then movie. he got to do the quit on the way out, like right in everything. He's like, oh, the plan went according to plan. By the way, I quit. Bye. And he disappears <laughs> off into a portal. You don't uh, see him. Off into the portal as as his time travel thing just like lands right on the ground. Yeah, it's good. I was uh, like, and that's like five phenomenal seconds from what I found out was the longest animated film of all time. It sure as fuck did not feel that way. No way, man. No way, man. This, I, this, this I can't remember trip. the last time as an adult I was scared to go to the bathroom doing a movie. Yeah, I... I Not just even... holding it, but like 
I cannot get out of this seat. I can't miss anything at all. Fast X? Because in that anything, they might have crammed 10 things in the anything. Absolutely. At at one point, Fast X, I went to the bathroom, uh, went and saw Transformers. At one point, I went to the bathroom. I couldn't even I couldn't even move out of my seat for for Spider-Man like I because you just you don't want to miss anything. You you legitimately do not. All right, Butch. Well, I am going to let you get going on with the day uh, as we come to a close. Uh, is there anywhere online that you would like people to possibly find you? You'd like to plug yourself? Well, I'd prefer not to. I have a wife or that sort of thing. Hey. But um. Happy I believe I'm on Instagram today. at the Butch Rosser. All right. At the Butch Rosser. I can definitely throw that in the deets for the episode. And uh, you can find me on Facebook via Butch Rosser. Via but that's just me. I don't really have a thing I'm selling or anything at this moment. Will you have vinyl championship? Oh, championship vinyl, my podcast. Yes. Um, I am you working don't mind on my a, dyslexia. Championship vinyl. Yes. You I do, am working have, on you... a couple of new episodes of that, but I'll also be working on a retrospective piece for Trouble Zine, uh, formerly known as Trouble, but you can find them at TroubleZine.com. You can find some of my writing there. And next month, I'll be able to talk about LCD Sound System Sound of Silver, which is one of my favorite albums of the aughts with my favorite okay. song from the aughts on it. So I'm in research mode for that. Looking forward to that. That'll be out next month. Probably just ahead of the con of comics. Excellent. That's excellent. Well, you might bump into a couple of Miles Morales there. A pro- probably. I, I won't. I won't be there. I uh, I always miss the uh, the deadline. Oh, I just go downtown to party. Oh, sure, sure. I'm. In I don't. Marietta. I don't go to the con itself. I, I haven't gone to the I, con itself in twenty years. I'm in Marietta, so it's a bit of a drive. You can just take the 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 train into San Diego. Whereas if I go down, it's paying fifty dollars for parking. Um, yeah, forget that. It's been it's been quite some time since I've been to Comic Con. I need to remember to hit the deadline. Try and get a media badge. I've been doing the show long enough. I went to LA Comic Con uh, with a media badge. Uh, other than that, Butch, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I was glad to have. I was glad to be back. Let alone talking about what's probably going to be my movie of the year. If I'm honest. <laughs> sure. Well, the year the year's not up yet, but yeah, no, this is definitely this is this is one where you see it right away. You're just like, so this is now in the conversation. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this has been another episode of the last podcast you'd want. Thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, tip the veal, try the staff. We'll see you then. Fight, fight. to see our show. Sad to tell you we got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door. In case you didn't notice it anymore. If you like our show, tell everyone but. If you think it's great.